it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Saturday with Smoltz, where every single Saturday, the Hall of Famer from the Atlanta Braves joins us here. Today, we got some good stuff. The Dodgers-Braves series happened last weekend. We're going to talk about that and the Atlanta Braves. What are their weaknesses? They looked pretty unbeatable in that series against one of, if not the second best team in baseball. Uh, so what is the Braves' weakness and, and what might they need to worry about heading into the postseason? Also, I was there on Saturday when Ronald Acuna hit that homer that almost took the pitcher's head off and went 450-some feet at 121 miles an hour. So going to ask John, what is the most impressive home run he has seen with his own two eyes? Uh, also, the Angels shedding everybody at the waiver deadline, getting rid of all of them, the Guardians picking them up. So asking him what he thinks of that from the Angels side of things, if the Guardians made a mistake by going for it, that's an interesting conversation in my mind. And lastly, Trey Turner. The turnaround of his season started the second that the fans gave him a standing ovation. John Smoltz's answer about that is really, really cool. So this one's going to be a lot of fun. Without further ado, let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track at the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And what a game. What a moment. All right, and I am pumped to be joined, as always, by the Hall of Famer, John Smoltz. John, how are we doing this week? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, got a week off. So oh. Getting ready for the push. Yeah. So I was, I got to go over this past weekend to the Braves and Dodgers series, four games set. The Braves, John, really dominated that series. I know they end up winning three out of four. So, the question to you after watching that series and seeing, in my opinion, the best team in baseball go up against the second best team in the National League for sure, what, it, what is your takeaway there from the Atlanta Braves? Do the, do the Braves have any weaknesses in your opinion? Well, every team's got weaknesses. It's just the Braves have kind of made up for their offense uh, to cover some weaknesses. The front end of the rotation is very good. We saw that. And I think for their bullpen, it's a little bit, uh, can they get three guys hot? And that's the question that I would have. If going into the postseason deep run, you've got to have a full bullpen. And that bullpen has to remain hot. And, and they have two or three guys that they can rely on. And they're getting Dylan Lee back. So there's getting, they're getting some guys back. But I think if there's a weakness, uh, it would be a little bit of uh, covering innings that the starters don't give them. So I was there. The game I went to was on Saturday when Acuna hit a ball 
harder than I've ever seen a ball hit. And I said in the stands at the time when he hit it, that is the hardest baseball I have ever seen hit with my own two eyes. And then I found out that it was 121.2 miles an hour. And I feel like I, you know, I feel like I got that one right. So my question to you, John, is what comes to mind when I ask you the most impressive home run that you have ever seen with your own two eyes? Oh, wow. Um, I've given up a lot of them. Uh, I mean, the Vinny Castilla, <laughs> Vinny Castilla I, I, I threw it 100 miles an hour. He hit it over the train tracks. I can't imagine back then what that uh, uh, exit velocity would have been. Jack Clark, when I was uh, early in my days, hit one. But Acuna's ball right there in L.A. goes right up there with some of the best I've ever seen from the standpoint, as soon as he hit it, uh, it was gone, obviously. And we've now documented that it's one of the hardest hit balls that has ever been recorded. It was, it was truly unbelievable. And uh, so we'll stick in the, the NL East with the Phillies and Trey Turner. What are, what are your thoughts on the Trey Turner situation where obviously signs that huge contract really struggling to start the year. And then that Philly crowd that gets a lot of flack, I think from everybody except for Philly decided to stop booing him and all of a sudden give him a standing ovation to try and help him through it. And whether that is the reason or not, you can literally point to that day and say, since that day, it has all turned around and he has been back to being Trey Turner, an MVP candidate uh, when he's going right. I mean, I just think it's one of the coolest situations and the Philly crowd deserves a ton of credit for Trey Turner's turnaround. Yeah, this is going to be revolutionary. I think in markets now like Boston, New York, some of the tougher markets, you're going to have talk radio, maybe try to copycat this a little bit. Look, there were some discussions on talk radio in Philly to go both ways. They ultimately decided to try and cheer him. Uh, there were people calling in still wanting to boo. I think, I think because of his World Baseball Classic and the expectations with the contract, there was so much expected of him that he started out slow, and we know the rest of the story. I think markets now are going to see this as, oh, my, this could help. Um, you know, every fan has the right to boo. They have the right to cheer. But I think what Philly did on August 4th, We'll go down in time. I'm telling you, as other markets might try to do the same thing because players are emotional, players are human, and this is one of the greatest stories that we will see in a long time. And Trey Turner obviously appreciates it, and he has not looked back since August 4th. Were you ever, or, or teammates ever that you talked to on the contrary, where getting booed, and I, I wonder at the major league level, does it, affect guys or would it affect you or teammates when you hear the crowd getting on you? Oh, absolutely. Um, fortunately for me, it only happened a few times. It actually happened my first full season as a closer. Things didn't go well in the beginning. I heard the boo birds, you know, I gave up eight runs in two thirds of an inning, uh, <laughs> happened fast. And those kind of things just, um, you know, they eat at you a little bit. And if it happens more than you want it to, and you don't have that um, space and time with one organization. It usually happens when there's expect expectations when you come over to an organization. And I think that plays and weighs on people. So was it a little surprising to you to have your entire career be a dominant starter, then switch to the bullpen? You've been there forever and one bad outing and you're getting booed. Are you like, Hey, I mean, come on guys. I've been here forever. <laughs> it definitely was uh, a rough first month. I, I, I <laughs> I had a lot going on that I couldn't reveal. And I had a, you know, um, a, a thumbnail that had been taken off. There's a lot of things that went into it. 
lo and behold, I stuck with it. And the, the rest was history at the end of the year. I had 55 saves, but I deserved it. And, uh, you know, I think there were a lot of people going, this experiment's not going to work. <laughs> a lot of people thought I was crazy doing some of the things I did, but I can only imagine what that would be times five, 10 or 20 in other cities when I would be traded over or signed a big contract in another city. And that's what happens a lot. You see it a lot. And in the big markets, they expect a lot. And you know that going in. So since we've talked last week, kind of a, a lot went down with the Angels and putting everybody on waivers that they acquired. And then, so I guess this will be a two-part question because to me, it was surprising to see the Guardians be the team that was like, all right, we're going to take these guys and really go for it. So first off, your thought on the Angels, just putting everybody on waivers that they went out and got at the trade deadline just about 30 days prior. Yeah, we know we talked about the Angels. Uh, I, I don't want to be armchair quarterback, but there was a lot going into the odds and them making it and trying to either keep Otani. Everything that can go wrong went wrong. And I feel bad for the Angels because a lot of things they put forth was to pour all into making the playoffs, to put Otani and, and Trout in a position to do something they haven't done very often and only once. So that is unfortunate when they dumped everybody. I think the Cleveland Indians saw an opportunity. Uh, the Minnesota Twins have been very hot and cold, and they weren't running away with anything. So the Guardians, I'm sorry, the Guardians saw an opportunity that that they would definitely look at and and chase down the the Minnesota Twins, and they may still. I mean, it's still within striking distance. First game didn't go very well, obviously, and uh, Giolito has had a really tough go since leaving the White Sox. Do you think this could be just – thinking out loud as we're talking here, is this something, obviously this changed uh, just very recently. There was a trade deadline and then the waiver deadline and, and or the waiver trade deadline, if you will, and that's gone. So did the Angels just do something that we, ma we might now see other teams start doing? They're really the first ones to just fully clean house, try and shed some money at the waiver deadline and, and go from there. Could we see this more in the future now? I don't know if we'll see it in the future as far as this kind of big time uh, quantity. Uh, I, I think they honestly thought everything was going to go in the direction of not a 10 game losing streak or whatever it was. And then they just bailed. I, I think this is a one off. I don't think this will happen yeah. much more, although we did see some teams already. Uh, multiple teams do this. So the Marlins, I believed, uh, picked up some players. Um, and obviously the Guardians picked up some players. So this is um, a unique situation, new to the system because of the trade deadline being different. And I, I really believe that, you know, in the future, teams that go and make the moves won't be so readily, easily uh, dumping these players because I don't think we'll see that team go on that huge losing streak like the Angels did. Yeah. John, always a pleasure, my friend. By the way, I, I know you're not on social media, so last week when I asked you about it, you hadn't yet seen it. Have you seen the Ronald Acuna clip from Coors Field where the fans came out there after him? Yeah, that was uh, that was a that's a scenario I think can never happen again. Thankfully, it was a friendly one, but uh, if you're a player, I don't know I don't know how you handle that one. That one's that one was was definitely up there. As, as uh, I haven't seen that in a long, long time, and hopefully we don't see it again. Yep, I agree with you. John, always a pleasure, my friend. Until next week. I uh, look forward to it. All right, see ya.
All right, thanks again to Smoltz for joining me. Always a really fun conversation. Really interested in his answer on Trey Turner, by the way, saying it's going to set a precedent for a long time to come in those bigger markets because of how well it has worked for him. It really has, for me, been one of the coolest stories of the year to have Trey Turner have the World Baseball Classic that he did, had the huge contract. He was going into Philly on a high, and then he was really struggling for whatever reason, putting a lot of pressure on himself, whatever it may have been. But uh, that Philly crowd really did help him turn it all around. Turn her around, if you will. All right, we're done. That does it. Thank you all for listening to this Saturday episode. Saturday with Smoltz. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Until then, peace.